period of time where we dispense to you the nerd news of geek culture and we pass the savings on to you uh i'm here on my lovely park bench with my friends one of the things we're gonna talk about but i cannot do the show first of all we can't do it without you well actually we can because we would do this anyway just because we love doing it but thank you for viewing and for listening and I cannot do this show, uh, affectionately called Nerd Herders, without uh, my favorite couple. First of all, he's a dragon of the dojo who can operate a full week of work, three jobs, three kids, one wife, and still look as good as he does, the dragon of the dojo, Mr. Damian Vargas. Uh -huh, hey. And his better half, and my favorite wrestler turned manager, turned ref, turned author, turned wife her mother more x's in her name uh than nick cannon has kids the one and only foxy foxy don't forget the signature move uh and dan Calachico. so um guys we're all here um it's that time of the month it's august the dog days of summer as we slowly move into the fall uh but in this month, traditionally in August, uh, there's not a whole lot going on. Trust me, being born in August, I know there's not a whole lot going on. This is the only month where we have no uh, national holidays outside of my birthday. So, say our baby. birthdays, man. What are you talking about? Our yeah, birthdays. Us three, yeah. Us yeah, those three. are national, baby. Yes, we're a land of Leos. Uh, so, Damien, please dip your dainty claw into your jar of goodness and pull us out something that we can discuss. All right. Well, so again, for those of you rejoining us, thank you very much. And for those of you joining us for the first time, thank you very much. The way we do this is just like Craig says, we pull up the month's news bits here and there, and we just have a general roundtable discussion about it and see where it takes us from there. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Sometimes we can create it into interesting gifts that last on the internet forever. Anyway. Sorry. That be I loved it so Josh, much. She loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> that being said, Kicking it off with some slightly disappointing news that some of us were kind of excited uh, uh, for. You know, back in, uh, I want to say, uh, it was the late 80s, early 90s, whatever, you know, we were privy to one of the best um, versions of Batman uh, in Batman the Animated Series. You know, it was an excellent cartoon, had excellent writing and everything like that. And then uh, about six, eight months ago, whatever like that, it was announced that the people behind it were kind of getting back together for a whole new one and everything like that. Unfortunately, as we've discussed over the last two, maybe three months, there's a whole big shift going on with the whole DC Cinematic Universe, including their dealings with HBO Max and Warner Brothers. And unfortunately, a lot of things have gotten the axe, including the much anticipated Batman series that was coming to HBO Max. Um, 
J.J. Abrams and Bruce Timm's Batman Cape Crusader series has been canceled by HBO Max. Um, HBO Max has Max's highly anticipated animated series Batman Cape Crusader from Batman the Animated Series Bruce Timm, along with J.J. Abrams, uh, has now joined the list of other thing other animated features that have been cast can, uh, canceled in the latest wave, such as Merry Little Batman. Uh, the Day the Earth Blew Up, a Looney Tunes movie, Bye Bye Bunny, a, another uh, a Looney Tunes musical, Did I Do That to the Holidays, a Steve Urkel story, and uh, The Amazing World of Gumball the Movie, which I am very, yes, yes, they canceled The Amazing World of Gumball the Movie. I feel like Squirrel should have told me that. Squirrel might have told me that, but I have the memory of a goldfish. And everything like that. And again, this is just amongst a slew. Of, of other things that are being canceled, you know, other than the scoop, they, they scrapped the Scooby-Doo movie and all sorts of other things. But yeah, hey, Ezra Miller's getting a chance to go on an apology tour to save his, his thing, right? Uh, but yeah, um, it, it sucks because I was actually really looking, I was a big fan of the animated series. It was so good because, again, it was, it was literally a detective show. The stories were incredible. Had some of the most memorable still clipped and talked about on YouTube and everything scenes uh, of all time in an animated series that was on like uh, afternoons for kids, you know, you know, the, the, the clay face episode with the chart where Robin's like the charges murder at the end for the little girl and everything like that. One of the most powerful things. Uh, there was another one with the little girl, uh, villain girl that was sick that just, you know, she was dying and all she asked was Batman to stay with her. And it pretty much ended that way. And again, like, touched on some such amazing incredible things and everything like that and i was i was really looking forward to this and of all the things thrown to the wayside and of all the things being kept you threw this away like i this was going to be a hit batman was going to be a hit you got you had bruce tim back and then you had jj everything behind it this was going to be a hit i have no doubt and i'm actually fairly disappointed well, that's how I felt about the uh, the Batgirl movie that yeah. was, that was axed. That was going to be a hit. I don't know how you do a movie with Bat in a title and it's not a hit. And for everyone saying that it didn't test well because the effects they showed a, a, a test screening of Batgirl with well, when all the effects weren't finished mm -hmm. and a, a, uh, supposedly it got a low score. It got the same score the same test score from the same test audience that Black Adam did. And Black Adam wasn't shelved. Yeah. You know, you know what also scored lower than the Batgirl uh, screen, the test screen? The movie It, the first one. Yeah. So um, I was disappointed. Uh, how you feel about the Batman, the, uh, the Cape Crusader? Uh, I feel the exact same way, but I feel the same towards Batgirl because that was going to be a hit. Mm -hmm. And you don't bring Michael Keaton out of retirement after 30 years to be yeah. Batman again. And I'm not a Michael Keaton fan, as I've made very yeah, clear. You've made, you've made very clear, yes. I'm a Michael Keaton fan, not as Batman, is why I should mm -hmm. clarify that. I love Michael Keaton. But the point is, again, you know, he did leave his mark on the character. And the fact yes. that he finally got him out mm -hmm. says something. Yes. And is. you've got, you know, Affleck to come in. Yeah. To uh, the uh, Affleck back to do in Aquaman 2, which um, was apparently supposed to be Michael Keaton's part, but because the Flash movie was moved back, um, and we'll get to Ezra Miller's forgiveness tour in a second, but because uh, the Flash, if everything was going according to plan, Batman would be in the Flash, and then he 
Michael Keaton would have was is appearing in the Flash and then will appear in Aquaman too. But because of the um, movies being moved back, they switched um, Ben Affleck for Michael Keaton uh, in Aquaman too. But another guy you're bringing back out. So yeah. two movies that Michael Keaton is back at Batman. Um, one is scrapped. One he was replaced, and thanks to Ezra Miller, we don't know when um, the, he's going to be in. But like I say, hey, after all that stuff, he gets to go and apologize. Just like that. Well, you know, he really didn't have. I'm I'm sure this wasn't his idea. I'm sure this is publicists and this is executives and the amount of uh, the Flash movie and Ezra Miller himself before we knew what a, a, a crackpot he was or nutcase or whatever mental abuse or substance abuse he's going through, he was going to be the franchise Yeah, going forward of the DC universe. He was the Tom Holland that was going to unite, that was going to pull everyone together. And the Flash movie was going to set DC off into, hopefully, like a boy band, One Direction. So not all over the place. But he had to mess it all up with his criminal behavior, being you know the white Bobby Brown being arrested. Oh, and trust me, he, he he it was almost every other day this past August that I mean during August that he was in the news for something else. Yes, yeah, and he's messed, but he's messing up the entire DC. Doesn't have a whole lot going for it, but because of his criminal activity, he just blew the entire. He's he's put in jeopardy the entire DC universe. So. He was going to do something because they were not going to, to as much as they were, Warner Brothers is scrapping a $90 million, but $90 million budget, a $90 million budget Batgirl movie. They can't scrap The Flash because they got way too much tied in that. Um, so there had to, so an apology tour, forgiveness tour, a mea culpa, a blessing by the Pope, whatever they were going to do. They gone, this movie was going to be done. Um, same camp. It's a shame the same camp is set for Batgirl. A lot of people were crying. That you have the first Afro-Latino Batgirl ever, and her movie gets canceled. But yeah. Ezra Miller can beat up women, groom kids. Breaking into people's houses. Was Breaking into people's houses. Tear the tags off of mattresses. It's Hollywood. Yes. That's just Hollywood. You can do anything you want so long as you're a young white boy. Dun, dun. Done. Yeah, well, Hollywood loves a success story when it's a young white boy. See Robert Downey Jr. Um, so Ezra, that's why Ezra Miller is going to get every single. Hey, like I said, I think Robert Downey Jr. was just doing deep character referencing before the movie came out. Method acting. He was completely just researching. It was character research. It was all character research. He knew he had this role way back when. And they said, hey, Robert, nobody else could do this. But you really, 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 we need you to deep delve dive into character you know getting into this character and getting into this mode and then when you know after a good long period of time and you really understand how this character works then you can play the role and then look what how it turned out see it's just character research not the same thing yeah when he when he was caught in the hotel room bedroom dressed as wonder woman we knew that was character research exactly yes know thy enemy exactly dc dc how about you dan Oh boy, here it comes. And I um well first off with the Batman series getting canceled. 
Don't don't lead me. I, I'm I'm cutting the promo here, Damien. Not, oh boy, not oh boy, here he goes. No, no. Uh, I do want to. I want to start this out by saying this, and I'm stealing a quote from our lovely GM Specter in the chat, who says, "I love how WB Discovery is trying to figure out how to get a brand awareness when they literally have Superman and Bugs Money." Um. As bad as uh, Jersey Danny, uh, Danny, I'm getting to that in a second. Jersey Danny, Joyzy Danny, I'm getting to that in a second. I don't understand a couple things. Take this ride with me. As gangbusters, incredible and awesome that the animated DC stuff is, where Marvel has taken over in the cinema part of it, the, the animated stuff, even the, even if it, whether it's an adaptation of a classic comic or original stuff, the animated DC universe is spectacular. Yeah. Going back to the nineties with the animated series, as you said, um, and the fact that that is one of the things that this douchebag corporation, fuck face piece of shit, decided to cancel that's my that's how my honest feeling about it uh i i i cannot fathom it this as damien said this was going to be a hit there there's no way it's batman it's batman but it's batman it's bruce tim it's that the too. same i just i i can't finish the sentence i don't get it i do not understand it um that was like that was what put me over the edge of the waterfall or put me up to the edge of the waterfall and to go into it just like um Craig said and once they canceled Batgirl I'm um, um I I have nothing invested in this it was just like the final nail in the coffin it was I can't tell you how disinterested I am in this whole thing now and yeah, I'm gonna, uh, and I am gonna claim social social justice warrior and piggyback off of what uh, Foxy just said. Uh, the white boy gets a movie, the criminal white boy, who said, "Sorry, he's gonna get his movie." But Batgirl, with its diversity and Michael Keaton and the return of Brendan Fraser to the box office, let's not forget that we're not gonna get that now. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't care. I don't care how much money the flash movie cost. Uh, as selfish as I am and how much I want this movie. Uh, I don't give a fuck. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I shot him. I'm sorry. What? What? Yeah. But Batgirl, but, I can it's somebody, somebody tell me I'm wrong. How I mean, it, was like, it was like it started out as like one or two incidents, but now like we've all lost track of how There's many like 12, 13 things that he's got to answer for. And WB's like, but he said sorry, so we're gonna work with it. Fuck Ezra Miller and fuck you for canceling uh, uh, Batgirl. I, I am incapable of putting this more eloquently, I, I'm just incapable. I tried to be real calm and 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 
zen about it and have a nice paragraph professional yeah fuck you that's that's my answer i mean hey on the other spectrum though it was announced today um harley quinn uh has been picked up season four uh that show is hilarious yeah they better and and apparently uh peacekeeper is moving forward with season two they're like they better but again though then it's like are you sure like it's hard to maintain the credibility right now yeah, because you don't know who else is on the chopping block. And yeah, they could say that, and yeah, things could be signed or whatever, but then all of a sudden they can go the other way. Hold on. I, I want to just point something out real quick. Uh, Danny said, oh, but he's going under treatment, undergoing treatment. Yeah, that is true. Like, Good for him. Still, yeah, you could still be sympathetic to whatever mental illness and addiction that he is fighting, and you still did criminal acts that you're not going to answer for because WB is going to uh, going to protect you. Don't don't conflate actual addiction and yeah. I don't don't conflate getting better and getting fixed with it's not the same thing. You, you can't. That's not the same thing. They don't go hand in hand. And I tell you, you I mean, the way culture is now. Yes, there's going to be people who are going to run to the theaters to see it. There's no doubt. I ain't. But, but <laughs> Fuck you know there's also going to be those standing outside theaters with signs and all this other stuff. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a mess. People have been canceled for less. How is he not? Will Smith has been banned for the Os- from the Oscars for 10 years. Uh, he's, he lost the project Bright. Netflix has dropped Bright with him. He's off Bright. Yeah, like people have been canceled for far less or even for things so far in their past that they have actually atoned for. Meanwhile. Yeah. And as Joyce Danny said before, you can replace, like I said when I discussed it with Craig, uh, you can replace him easily with Grant. Uh, oh, we mentioned uh, that Gus- last month. We, as that, exactly oh, it was the show. That? Just replace him. Just put him in there. But they, I don't want to hear the camp. And fans are really shove it in there. Fans were calling for it when this all started happening. Fans were doing, you know, like the movie posters with the TV version yeah. or, or replacing old. Can do it. And Ezra Miller like is not that much of a catch. I mean, he's no Robert know. Downey Jr. He's no Robert Downey, but Robert Downey Jr. was accountable and did his penance. It's a wonderful. Um, comparison that craig made he's 100 percent correct but robert downey jr did his time uh, uh let me also and bring up so. michael and then so let me also bring up from the sports world michael vick because i love that comparison i hate michael vick i'm a dog lover i hate people versus dogs dogs i will protect with my life it's like, oh, whatever you are you getting car check nah. all right whatever my dog's getting hit over here fuck you i'll see you later um that doesn't negate the fact that the man did his time about four times over, put his money where his mouth is, and earned that right. We have this real problem, and and and, and Foxy and I have talked about it as far as the wrestling world uh, on numerous occasions where the accountability is at a zero. And it's like, yeah, no, it's fine. He said he was sorry. What the fuck? What do you mean? Oh, did he say he was sorry? Hey, great. He said he was sorry. Well, that's fine. I, and it just 
that canceling Batgirl made it worse. In the face of all of that, that made it worse. In yeah. the face of She-Hulk, uh, that made it... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> God damn it. I, I feel you, Dan. And, you know, the Michael Vick argument uh, always goes uh, back to you know, people don't read the whole thing. Michael Vick not only went to jail for two years, lost the prime of his career, went bankrupt, was broke. Uh, but after serving his a lot of time in jail, okay, not uh, he got he served what he was sentenced to, not a day more, not a day less. He came out completely broke, bankrupt. No advertisers would touch him. No teams would touch him. Uh, but when he passed all the protocols, he's never done a single drug in his life. Got it clean and was allowed back in the league. And I, you think I wanted him on my team? <laughs> out of all the out of the thirty-two teams, yeah. of all the teams, he went right to the goddamn Eagles. And we, son of a bitch. And we already had Donovan, so I was like, God damn it, damn it, yes, both of us. Yes. That son of a bitch. I was not happy. So, um, yeah. So the reclamation projects, yes, but Ezra Miller is not going to go through any of that. He unfortunately won't see any jail time, but any no. other uh, white boy with that criminal past would be under the jail right now. Um, because uh, it it happens. It just doesn't happen like that. So Warner, the the new head of Warner Brothers. I don't know if this is in your um on your uh cheat sheet, Dane. Uh, Val, uh, I think it's Henry Lynn. Uh, he's supposed to be the new Kevin Feige. We'll call him Fuckface. <laughs> he's supposed to be the, the the Kevin Feige of DC now. Yeah. Uh, the trying to pull it all together. Yep. Yeah, trying to put everything in what in uh going in the. Have it all make sense, pretty much. All the DC movies, which thus far hasn't haven't uh, it's impossible, but he's the one that's got to be a uh, accountable for his stars going rogue. Because one of the things that um, sets Marvel apart from DC, a Kevin Feige is in charge of everything and make sure that everything. And even it was even came out uh, earlier this week on She Hulk. They hire people just to keep track of the timeline. Like that's their entire job. Yeah. I'm, I'm angry now because I didn't get that job. Yeah. That would have been perfect. But they hired someone specifically to do to that keep job. Track of the timelines in all the Marvel movies. So if somebody said something eight years ago in um, Infinity War or Avengers, It'll make sense in 2022 in She-Hulk or Thor Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. You hire some some guy, some kid, some intern out of college, and you can have that. DC can't even do that. And if you can't even have Ezra Miller accountable, but you're going to cancel a Batgirl movie, which has never been done. I'm I'm not even going to touch on the fact it was an Afro-Latino Batgirl. But just a Batgirl movie in the first place, um, and I've I said this before. Not only with Michael Keaton coming back, but Brendan Fraser as Firefly. J.K. Simmons is physically, emotionally, and just undoubtedly incapable of making a bad film. J.K. Simmons does not make bad movies, so everyone's like, Ooh. "Oh, probably all the movies probably suck." No, it this didn't. is. 
Evo Shandor, motherfucker. Exactly. This is fucking, um, God, what the hell was his name? Uh, in what? Oz, I'm sorry. Schellinger. Yeah, yes, it's Schellinger. Oz. He don't, he does not do anything bad. He doesn't, if he's in it, the movie's fucking good, period. Yeah. So I let everyone think, oh, it probably really sucked. That's why they, oh man, they, it, if they canceled it, it probably sucked. It fucking didn't suck. Yeah. Okay, and we even have to see it. They're doing, now they, last week, they showed some funeral screenings of it, uh, quote unquote funeral screenings. People that worked on the film for months uh, got a chance to see it. So if anything gives me a glimmer of hope, uh, and even the, the producers, the directors who directed um, uh, Ms. Marvel, they went to their drive, their computer, and it was gone. Mm. But they're showing screenings of it. So my point is, it exists. It's out there. Whether And so I, even if it's, this is um, the, the first Fantastic Four movie that was made in 1990, which was people thought we would never see. But uh-huh. you can see it on YouTube and any comic book convention. It's available on the VHS. So the the movie is is somewhere so whether it's being shown by really rich snobs that are on an island where they hunt humans or something this movie will be seen at some point mm-hmm. because if they're having funeral screenings that means the movie is available they're not gonna destroy it throw it into a, a scrap heap or, or exactly it from like they did with the she-hulk movie with Regine nielsen which literally has been destroyed yes that was a tvc that was cbs tv 1990 and I was legitimately destroyed, apparently. Yes, but this movie is—it's if they're having screenings for it, just for the cast and crew, it—it it exists, so it will be seen. All right, all right. Well, moving on, moving on into other news. Now, of course, you know, in in, in the world of we're in this time also of like spinoffs and you know X amount of year late sequels and everything like that. Um, there came the announcement of a spinoff. That I didn't think I was going to be interested in until I read past the headline and everything like that. And this is an interesting one. The classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off, an 80s classic, uh, is getting a spinoff from the creators of Cobra Kai. According to Variety magazine, Paramount is developing Sam and Victor's Day Off, which takes place on the same day as Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The spinoff, the spinoff focuses on Sam and Victor. Now, some of you are wondering, who are Sam and Victor? I know who they are. Sam and Victor are the unnamed uh, garage attendants that take Cameron's dad's prized Ferrari for a joyride in the original film uh, and everything like that. And again, so again, in a spinoff, I didn't know I wanted. I want to see this. Hold <laughs> it's on. Like, so, I didn't know I wanted this. And I do. I absolutely do. Spike from Super Mario Brothers is getting a lead role in a movie? Uh, it says, okay, hold on. Is that yeah, it's John like, Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg, and Josh. Uh, it, just, it didn't really mention uh, uh, and Josh Heald, creators of the critically acclaimed Karate Kid sequel co- series Cobra Kai are attached to produce the new no, movie. The, that, was, it was a very, that was generally it about it. Um, the, 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 the original uh, cast member, yeah, the guy from Super Mario. He was also in, um, oh god, uh, he, oh, he a, was in a lot of stuff. He was in a lot of stuff, but his partner 
Larry Flash Jenkins unfortunately passed away. Mm. Yeah, so, as I say, um, years ago, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I hope they give an homage to him. Oh, of course. But like, again, in a spinoff, I didn't think I would need and want to see. I, I want to see this. <laughs> yeah, because sharp-eyed uh, people that pay attention to the will know how many miles they put on that car. They put okay. a lot of miles on that yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. I did. No, I was just going to say, it's one of my favorite moments from Ferris Bueller, and it's such a throwaway. Like, nobody mentions it, but it's like, um, it's like, I compare it to Egon sneaking in the prices of the pro, uh, the busting during the first goes where he's just like, and he's just kind of doing it off the side, and it always makes me crack up more than the other, any other joke, is when they pull up to the garage, the parking garage. Um, do you speak English? And what country do you think this is? And, and <laughs> it's so funny. It's such a throwaway. And he's just and is okay. <laughs> and that was the only. And that was the only time in the film, Dan, that someone got the better of Ferris. Yeah. yeah. Asked, Ferris is a smart-ass comment for everybody, but when oh, someone gave fuck. it to him, he was like, "Oh shit." Oh yeah. fuck! That makes me laugh so much. Oh god, uh, I'm 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 fired up for that. Uh, I was like, because I was like, at first, you know, it's one of those things you see the headline, and you're like, why? And I'm like, all right, let me. See, what are they possibly spinning off? And then I read it. That one. Oh yeah, yeah. And all then right. when you think about it, you're like, why not? It's, it's such a thing like you don't think of that was a big part of the movie, but again, it, it's like Craig said. Think about how many miles they put on the car. Yeah. So it's gonna, it's got, gotta be interesting. It's gotta be oh, interesting man. as hell. Uh, is you that a series or like a? a uh, it's being slated. Um, it's from the creators of Cobra Kai, so I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming series. I'm assuming. I, well, yeah. I mean, I mean but it, it, could, it, it could be a one and done. I think that's better if it's a if it's a spinoff of Ferris Bueller. I think it should just be, and if it's just that day, it's got to be a one and done. Yeah, I'm hoping it's a one and done. It's like you have Ferris Bueller as a series because they tried that on NBC. Oh, that was terrible! But, God, it was so bad. You want to know something, Dame? It was bad, but it show you how different TV is. Ferris Bueller the series lasted one season. It got all 23 episodes. Now. A TV show doesn't do well. Two weeks, it's gone. It's yeah, yeah. Eric Bueller, the series had a been all twenty aired all twenty three episodes. Exactly. Well, now keeping in the um theme, I was waiting for Miss Foxy Foxy to come back for, for yeah, this yeah, one because for this one because uh yeah, I'm sure she's gonna have fun with this one because she she saw this uh again in the realm of reboots and paying homage to and all that stuff um the first trailer for a modern breakfast club movie the class starring uh anthony michael hall hit uh the first trailer was released on um, this month again called the class which is described as a modern reimagining of the breakfast club here's the synopsis in the hump in the homage to the Breakfast Club, a group of high school seniors are forced to spend a Saturday at school completing an exam uh, they either mistaking or fail. By the end of the day, they find their own values, betrayals, and love within themselves, 
and their classmates. Uh, also included in this are um, 80s pop star Debbie Gibson, oh, Deborah, uh, whatever we call as their teacher, as well as the Breakfast Club's Anthony Michael Hall playing their principal. Uh, and John uh, Kepelos, who played the janitor in the original movie. Uh, and, you know, was in a lot of the John Hughes films and everything like that. So I know Miss Foxy Foxy was privy to this trailer with me and was not too well um, impressed by it. I think it's unnecessary, mm -hmm. as do I feel many of these reimaginings and remakes and such. Um, I think it. I, I know how Craig feels when it comes to this movie and to anything that, uh, you know, was put out by John Hughes. Understandable. Um, but I think he might agree with me in the respect that John Hughes obviously didn't want to do a Breakfast Club remake, so you motherfuckers went around it to give us some kind of fucking whatever the hell it is. Yeah. It's like... If John Hughes said, no, this movie is fine as is. We don't need a sequel. We don't need to know what happened. How many afterwards. movies did John Hughes make a sequel for? Exactly. But like, you know, he, he's tinkered with ideas. He's tinkered with a 16 Candles one and things of that nature. But if, if he's not giving the blessing to do this, it's a real shitbag thing to do. To, to go and say, hey, we're going to do it anyway. And we're well, playing homage. Let, let's be real here. Ms. Gibson only works in the BD movie category these days. So, I mean, how, how well is this going to go? Mm -hmm. But but it's just, I, I just don't, I, I mean, I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it. Let's be real. But so I, don't, seen, I don't watch anything, so you, it's fine. You saw the trailer but and you had, you were just thoroughly unimpressed. It's more, it's more in a way of, I don't want to personally support it because again, shit, shit bagging John Hughes to go make your own version of something that he did not give a blessing on, nor want anything to come from the original movie. I, I'm not in support of that shit. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, there, there was that. <laughs> did you want to say anything about the Breakfast Club Band or the reboot, the class? The, the homage, the homage. I, I don't homage. give a rat's ass. Okay. Fair enough. Now, there was an interesting story. Uh, we were talking about, you know, everyone, you know, sliced alone early before. There was an interesting story this month that revolved sort of around Sylvester Stallone. Um, basically, um, it was an over the span of 24 hours. So basically, it had came out that they were doing um, a, a, a Drago film project and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But then it had came out uh, in that same day. That's that was something that oh, and then not only were doing a dragon pod, they had Dolph Lundgren involved and everything like that. Came out later in the day, very verbally, which I'll go over shortly. Not with the blessing of Sylvester Stallone. Now, as we know, the whole Creed franchise, Sylvester Stallone did give his blessing to and passed it over to um, I'm sorry, uh, what's his name? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. And Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan's um, production company, everything like that. Like Stallone said, yeah, this is your deal. And he gave him the blessing. And that's why he bowed out from it and everything like that. And it's like, it's your deal now because I think Michael B. Jordan is doing something further with Creed and everything like that. But, you know, 24 hours, and there was a whole controversy about it. And basically, I'll get into it. And then Dolph Lundgren did have a response. 
Um, Dolph Lundgren responds to Sylvester Stallone's slam on the new Drago film project. Sylvester Stallone sure was pissed off, and this is actual in actual reporting, was pissed off to learn that MGM was looking to develop a Rocky and uh, Rock uh, a Rocky and Creed spinoff film titled Drago that would focus on Dolph Lundgren's Ivan Drago and Florian, I can't say the last name, Victor Drago. Uh, Stallone lashed out on social media when he found out about the project, saying, another heartbreaker. Just found this out once again, this pathetic 94-year-old producer and his moronic, useless vulture children. This is quoted from Stallone. Uh, Charles and David put their names out there. Are, are once again picking the bones, clean, bones of another wonderful character I created without even telling me. I apologize to the fans. I never wanted Rocky characters to be exploited by these parasites. By the way, I have nothing but respect for Dolph, but I wish he had told me what was going on behind my back. Keep your real friends close. Now, Dolph Lundgren chimed in right away because everybody know anybody that knows from the 80s, Lundgren would have had no career without Stallone. Barn, Stallone put him on the map. Uh, Dolph Lundgren has been in touch with Stallone since he posted that on social media, and Lundgren is setting the record straight, sharing on Instagram. Jester set the record straight regarding a possible Drago spinoff. This gets interesting. There's no approved script, no deals in place, no director, and I was personally under the imp impression that my friend Sly Stallone was involved as a producer or even as an actor. There was a press leak last week, which was unfortunate. In touch with Mr. Balboa, just so all the fans can relax. There you go. Whoa. Oh. Trying to do slide dirty. And Lundgren later on found out, apparently they were trying to trick him into it. Intrigue. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that was some harsh words by Stallone. Oh, Stallone was not holding it. It's Stallone. You, you, yeah. What what blowback is he? You already tried to blackball him back then. You Sloan's an icon. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, and the, these are his creations. You know, there is no every. You know, forget Dolph Lundgren. I mean, Stallone is good at making other people's careers. Dolph Lundgren, Mr. T, um, Hulk Hogan to a lesser extent. Um, yeah, he's and even though he's kind of become a hit on his own in terms of Jason Statham, like he's literally just passed the, the Expendables franchise over to Statham now, yeah. not just acting wise and lead wise, but production wise as well. Then, like Expendables, Statham's the one behind it all now, yeah, yeah. Uh, even the group Survivor owes their career to uh, Sebastian Stallone. Um, yeah, I'm I'm don't mess, don't mess with Sly, man. No, he's uh, yeah, he's very been, and he's gone through a divorce too, so he's really not in the mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm still, you know, interested in seeing Drago if they're going forward with it because I love uh, both of their their story arcs in in Creed two. Yeah, and but the fact that they tried to underhand him like that is just oh, like yeah. this yeah. is Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. How did you guys think you were going to pull this off? Like, seriously, it wasn't like you were trying to rip off some B-rated actor that's on, you know, that works for Asylum Pictures. You know, like, this is Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Like, you, you know. like Debbie Gibson? 
Yeah, exactly. Like this is a Stallone. You were not going to pull one over on him. It wasn't going to happen. Like, how were you going to do this? Like, y'all should have went aimed a little lower <laughs> you know, on the on the pole if you were going to try to rip somebody off on some sort of franchise that was even remotely known. So yeah, what do you think, Dan? I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> um, I, I'm not as kung ho about Rocky uh, as other people in the Philadelphia South Jersey area. the The first one's great. I don't give a shit about the other. It was, it, was, it was more so like they were trying to underhand, like underhand him or whatever you want to call it, like slick, slick yeah, under, him by him. Yeah, I will. I will. I will care about Sylvester Stallone when I get a Demolition Man too. Wow. Yes. She has been saying that for years. I, yes. She has been saying this for years. And I just want to clarify, uh, I'm not. I, I'm not just saying that because Foxy believes that. I've believed that before. Fo I knew Foxy uh, personally. Um, the same way as I'm not going to see one goddamn Avatar movie until I get The Abyss in HD, Jim. Uh, uh, when I get Demolition Man 2, I will invest time in caring if Sylvester Stallone's getting screwed over by... What the fuck is their name? Um, I still haven't seen uh, the, the, uh, Rocky Balboa at Creed. I mean to because I know... Balboa was good. Balboa was I've good. heard amazing things about Balboa and Creed. Balboa was really good. He had some of the most like prolific like monologues that have been used yes. like so much from that. Like when I was doing um, acting auditions and everything like that, I actually used that was my monologue piece I would use. Oh, Just, you know, you know, let That'll me let it. me tell you something, you know, that you know, about life, like that whole thing, like that monologue today. Is is roses, all right? Ain't yeah. nobody gonna hit you yeah. all yeah. in life. It's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get fucked up. Like that before well, it was that one, and the uh, the other one that he did was uh, when he was talking about when he was in the uh, the courtroom battling for his. That was like another one too. Like like he just had some really good stuff in that one. Yeah, that ain't you. That ain't you. Yeah, you need uh, Rocky Balboa was the best Rocky film since Rocky. Yeah, Rocky. I've heard, that's what I've heard that from you, man. I, I, I just not keep putting it off. I just oh, when I get around to it, I get it. I get it. Uh, and and all right. Yeah. And in my I, in my last nude bit, which was kind of a surprise, and this one even popped for it and everything like that. She liked it. Yeah. Um, you know, cult following sometimes transcend into even bigger things and everything like that. One of them that has lasted since the eighties and substantially grown i want to say over the last like 10 years or so is killer clowns from outer space <laughs> killer clowns from outer space has developed as, you know has always had its fandom and over the last 10 years i would say it's actually grown quite a bit and all these little things and everything like that well we had games con about a week or so ago and everything like that and to the surprise of everyone killer clowns from outer space is getting its own video game for consoles and PC next year. Uh, debuting at Gamescom, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the game, a new multiplayer game coming home from Terravision Games and Good Shepherd Entertainment in 2023 for consoles and PC. Based on the iconic 80s film, uh, in the battle between Killer Clowns and citizens of Crescent Cove, uh, team up and use your wits to harvest humans or save them from an alien from the alien invasion. 
You can play as the killer clowns as you cooperate in a team of three players utilizing their outlandish abilities and weapons as you hunt humans. Or you can fight back as a team of seven human citizens of Crescent Cove. Uh, pick your class, explore the city for valuable loot and weapons, avoiding getting captured by the clowns and try to survive. Uh, you can um, choose from five classes of killer clowns and humans, uh, each with their own classes and abilities that you unlock by leveling up. You know, video game stuff. Humans share a pool of multiple respawns per match, so communication to beat back the clowns is key. Um, according to developers, upon release, you'll be playing on a map pulled straight from the 1988 film. Um, they also state that they have big plans for future seasons that will keep you updating your strategies while playing. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the game, will arrive to our PC via Steam, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. So, um, yeah. It looked a lot of fun. That's a thing. It is a thing. Sounds like something Dan will be streaming at some point. I don't give a ret. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh, I believe it's tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna call the episode. I don't give a rat's ass. No, um, I believe it's being made by the same people that are doing. They did the Friday Thirteenth game, and they're yeah. doing the Ghostbusters yeah. game, Ilphonic. Yep. Um, and interesting. It always comes back to Ghostbusters. Everything. Uh, Everything does comes back to Ghostbusters or Genesis, and and uh, Foxy knows that because uh, we do the music podcast. It always comes back to fucking Phil Collins. Um, there is. I used to watch. Oddly enough, that uh, I don't care about clowns in that way. Like I'm not like I'm scary man clown. Um, I used to love that movie as a real little kid. Used to watch it for fun. It just made it just. You just wanted to look at them because they were yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. It was like Freddy Krueger. Right? Unfortunately, Freddy Krueger was never terrifying for me. I was unfortunately and admittedly on the Freddy Krueger so cool as a kid bandwagon. Um, and it's a shame because I'd seen all the other sequels before I saw the original one. And that movie would have terrified me as a child. Um, uh, two, I think two still. I think Freddy, uh, I'm going off the tangent here. I just want to shout out Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is fucking fantastic, and I will fist fight a man who says otherwise. Um, kind of forgot about Killer Clowns for a little bit, and then, here's the Ghostbusters connection. As well as the Hellraiser, not parody, but it's not satire either. It's, it's There's a Hellraiser episode of Extreme Ghostbusters, the second cartoon series. Mm-hmm. There is also a Killer Clowns from Outer Space uh, episode. Ah. Um, and the clowns, it's a reworking of the Killer Clowns, and they're actually spirits that feed off your laughter. And they are drawn very, very, very... If you look it up, it's they're changed just, just like the Hellraiser um, episode. They're drawn just so they don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> so just yes. enough, but everybody knows who was older, who was a teen, a young teen watching that. Us oh, killer clowns from outer space, nice. Uh, so you know you forget about it, and then 
oh yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. So I'll go watch that movie again. And then I got back into that movie again. I'm like, this is great. This is such a cheesy, awesome piece of shit. I love this movie. Um, like genuinely, like Mario, like how I feel about Mario Brothers. I think Killer Clowns is actually a much better movie than that. No, um, then you forget about it again, and then they announce a video game. Like, holy shit, I used to watch it all well, the yeah, time. Apparently, like I said, apparently, Killer Clowns is. I mean, because also just you know, we just had SDCC and NECA released uh, the photo, you know, the images and or had the figures for the Killer Clowns coming out and everything like that as well. Like Killer Clowns making that 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 comeback. I um I can't I guess there's two video games for no, Metal I'm um, buying you know I think it's one of the theme parks I think it's Haunted Hollywood or something like that they just announced this week too they're doing a Killer Clowns thing as well there was like a little mini film uh, and everything like that as you can find on YouTube and they're even doing a whole Halloween themed thing around Killer Clowns good right Killer Clowns Bring that back baby Killer Clowns getting the uh, getting the boost. Good, good. I love it, and I love people actually getting. I'm sorry, with all due respect for people who are actually scared about clowns. I'm delighted by your fear. What you got, Craig? Never saw it. <laughs> Surprising. I'm actually surprised by that. That actually surprises me. How dare you? <laughs> My dad, you did. I've just no, no, because there's many, many movies that I have not seen that you could have. Uh, I would be dead for you for it. So, you know, it took me 38 years to realize Donald Pleasance in the Sergeant Pepper movie. So uh, uh, we're not even yet. Well, just that is actually my nerd news for the month. So I mean, I'm I don't know what else any of y'all got, but I'm I'm good. That was my nerd news for the month. As I said, it was kind of a, you know, there was some things in there, but again, I don't want to tread on other channel territories no i was gonna say um uh the better call saul we're talking about spinoffs uh the better call saul uh finale uh happened and uh craig were you watching that oh yes yes Uh, on i first of all that it was again spoiler alert carol burnett showing up (laughs) on that show and literally being the catalyst for everything that happened at the end uh, was amazing to me. I thought it was fantastic. I, I th- and what was great was is um, my mom was in town, and I actually watched it with Kelly while I was doing. Well, I was doing H. Uh, what was I doing that day? I took off that week. What the hell was I doing? I don't know what I was doing. I was upstairs, and um, that whole sh- the whole episode airs. And then Kelly's like, uh, this is what Bob Odenkirk used to do. And then played a couple of clips from Mr. Show. <laughs> I don't I think my mom has any idea who this person is, but now she's like, wait, how the how is that person doing this now? It's it's crazy. Um definitely don't show her a clip from the Ben Stiller show. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, no, I mean there's there's Ben Stiller's not as talented as Bob Odenkirk. Hey. I said it. Hey. <laughs> They're saying good night. Hey, we're busy here. Good night. Okay. I'm kidding. We're busy here. I'm kidding. We're busy. I'm kidding. Um, yes, James Saul, Saul did not deserve a completely happy ending. Listen, as long as the Wiener Dog lived in whatever episode that was, I really don't give a shit about the rest of the show. The Wiener Dog was okay. Yeah. Um, it was it was great. It's from the I I I'm trying to tell. 
even when you said, it, I really loved it. I thought it was awesome. It's from the same people that did Breaking Bad. Of yeah, of course it was. It was yeah, great. of course it is. Yeah, of yeah. course it was awesome. Of course the acting was top notch. Of course they're going to bring in a super famous guest star that you never thought in a million years you'd see. We should be on, on the show. show. <laughs> That's what they do. So, yeah. yes, it was a great, and it was a satisfying ending to Better Call Saul. Because um, you, just like with Breaking Bad, you do bad things and bad things happen to you. And you have to pay for them. It's called accountability. So, yeah, speaking of accountability. What is that? Uh, being accountability, he's doing some accountability, did he? Mr. Mr. Whatever the fuck his real name is, I forgot. I don't know. Who? Uh, Saul Goodman. Uh, oh yes, Saul Goodman. <laughs> yeah, um, flipping Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, Jimmy. Yeah, or, or Neil, as he was in uh, in, in uh, Minnesota. You know, you know, Jimmy. You know who's really good in that show. Uh, and I'm glad we're talking about bringing things back from the old day, from the old days. Um, Mike McKean. Well, Michael McKean is an, an incredibly sure, but mostly Craig, you don't because you know, you know, people, mm. you know, actors and, and careers inside and out. Uh, Mike McKean is just the guy from Spinal Tap or um, Lenny uh, Lemmy. Or, or uh, you know, he's just a community clue. Yeah. Um, oh, Gene in Cinnamon in Nebraska. Yeah, thank you. Um, what I said? But uh, Kelly, I have to at least acknowledge. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. But my, yeah, Michael McKean. The most she texts me is when we're on the fucking show. I can't <laughs> even, um, but holy shit! Yeah. You knew Craig. I knew Craig, but so many other people seeing. His dramatic chops. Mm-hmm. That that had me invested because I didn't care. But when Mike McKean was on, I was like, "Yeah, right, I'm invested." And this, and then, get, then you know, thus got you invested in everybody else. Uh, one of the go ahead. Just fun fact about Michael McKean: still, still the only person Fox who's ever in the history of Saturday Night Live been a host a musical guest and a cast member hmm. no one that's else that's right that's wow. right done those three Except he, he, i forgot about that i didn't go ahead uh no that's that's it um i was trying to think of i mean i don't want to cut it this short do we <laughs> want to just dis- 20 more minutes do we want to discuss uh well, I know. I, I I think someone's been itching to talk about the young. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we want to talk about. There's nothing else going. On. We want to talk about wrestling. I'm kidding, Craig. Uh, she Hulk. She Hulk's out. The yeah. rave reviews. I mean, we haven't watched it yet, but you know, well, parenting and jobs <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> I can say, well, you get the best of you get the best of both worlds, Dane, because when it's over, you know, you can just. Binge watch the whole thing. See, I'm the idiot that has to wait every week for a new episode. But see, because you're working, you've got five jobs and you're Haymon and doing 18 different things. By the time you're fine, you finally have time to yourself. You can pick a weekend and watch it or a day and pick it. It took it took a second for the life to to the Haymon. Once you got the Haymon, it was like, oh, oh." you guys get 15 jobs. 
You're one job. That's it. One job. You're tenacious D, a major D, a, a blocker D. And look at me, I'm heavy D. Yeah. Um, She-Hulk is the latest in the uh, Marvel Disney uh, franchise that putting together an impressive list of shows. Um, you know, it seems like a, a year ago, we thought WandaVision was the zenith of Disney shows. But since yeah, then... Here we go. They just keep yeah, knocking them down. Soldier and, and Loki and Hawkeye. What if? Um, so, But this one, the latest, uh, and so far, the best review, then the greatest, the Easter eggs in this, um, just the first two episodes, mind-boggling, has the, the internet going crazy. Um, whether or not Captain America Steve Rogers was a virgin or not, uh, they alluded to a Wolverine sighting. There's uh, Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk uh, talking blatantly about how he's not Ed Norton anymore. Uh, it's just a very funny show, like the comic book. And I'll point out to anyone who's listening or viewing this, uh, the She-Hulk comic, which came out in 1987. And if you look in the first six minutes of episode one, when uh, Jennifer Walters, the wonderful Tatiana Maslany, who's in the, in the scene, she's in a bar. She walks by a QR code. If you pause it and put your phone up, that QR code will get you a free digital copy, digital copy of Savage She-Hulk number one. Wow. In 1987. And it was She-Hulk. Not Deadpool, who was the first one to break the fourth wall and talk to you, the reader, in the comic book. And she does the same thing in the show. So hmm. I'm not giving anything away. I'm not spoiling anything. Um, of all the Disney shows, and I say it every time there's a new Disney show, this one's my favorite. I cannot wait for every new episode. There's been a big revelation. And it's getting Charlie Cox a whole lot of play again. Charlie Cox, I remember. Uh... It was on this show when we first started Hurting Nerds. I would light a candle every night because I never, th after telling everyone how great Daredevil and Netflix is and how Kevin Feige didn't want anything to do with the Netflix shows, that Charlie Cox would never be there. I'd never see Charlie Cox as Daredevil again. And I was how you wanted Killer Clowns back and how and you wanted a, a sequel to Demolition Man. I never thought it would happen. And now, not only has Charlie Cox come back in Spider-Man No Way Home, he's going to be in She-Hulk, and it was announced uh, earlier this year at San Diego Comic-Con, I think in our last show, he's going to lend his voice to Spider-Man the freshman years, he's going to uh, have an appearance in Echo, the new Disney series coming out next year, and he's getting 13 episodes. Disney is coming 13 episodes. He's starring in Daredevil Born Again, based on the epic Frank Miller story that put Daredevil on the map. Everyone thinks Frank Miller, what he did for Batman, he did the exact same thing for Daredevil. Um, so at first, I, I never thought I see Charlie Cox as Daredevil again. Now I can't get rid of Charlie Cox as Daredevil. He's everywhere. That. He's everywhere. So I'm very excited about this and i'll be excited for you two my favorite married couple when you have time in your busy schedule sometime in 2024 we can discuss, <laughs> we can discuss she-hulk exactly yeah and uh, um did you have either of you watched uh sandman no no we have not 
Okay. Uh, have either of you, have any of you, got, have you heard of the new uh, League of Their Own on Amazon? I heard about it. I don't, not really my thing. No, yeah. not, not really my thing. It's like one of those things. Like, hey. Hey. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's created by Abby Jacobson, who was one half of um, the uh, in Broad City, and who's from Philly. Uh, this was her idea, and she got uh, the rights to it, and uh, it's very good. And uh, House of Dragon, anyone? I know that's based on your life story. Oh no, that one! No, she was she 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 was she was dead Sunday. Sunday, she was dead. Yeah, I I was way too. She was she was annihilated Sunday after yeah. after uh, after Excite Wrestling on Saturday. She was <laughs> she was one with the sheets. I burritoed. I understand. She burritoed. Realized. She bled, not knowing she bled. <laughs> it was all, it, it was a, a hell of a, it was a hell of a night. Okay. Well, you know, it comes on every Sunday, and last this past Sunday was episode two. Yeah. Um, you can go back, but um, yes, uh, those are the only things I wanted to discuss. Those are the top things that I've been watching. Uh, also, um, Tales of the Walking Dead on uh, AMC. There is start. Yeah, it did because because oh, the second we're, episode is the one episode oh, I do want to see. We're we now we're four episodes. We're on four now. Oh damn it! But there's Oops. there is the one episode we want to watch, yeah. which has Terry Crews and Olivia Munn in it. Like that's, that's like the, the one first, episode we want to watch. That's the first one. <laughs> that's the first one. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Very good. The second one has a time loop with Parker Posey, and the one oh. that just aired was um, the birth of Alpha. We get to see. Um, <laughs> ah, Samantha Mathis? That the hell's her name? Um, yes, and very uh baby Lydia, how they how their relationship was formed. Mm. Uh you, you, we know I wanted to watch the Terry Cruz and Olivia Munn episode it was like that's, that's, yeah, that was the first Terry Cruz and Olivia Munn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh it's so good. Um in the first two minutes, I was in tears. I'm not gonna I'm being honest. Um uh, wow. that's how it got me. But yes, great. From both of those people, but you see them acting and see them in roles that they've never done before. Never done before, yeah, yeah. Which is why I think they they both went for this part in the first yeah. place because it's very unlike both of them. Very cool. So All right, make time for that. Oh, one more thing. Um, you one said, more thing. Oh yeah, yeah, just one more thing. Uh, doing my Columbo. You mentioned that uh, your wife was one with the sheets on Sunday. Because of uh, the previous night, when she or that day when she was wrestling, why don't we talk about that, Fox? You being back in the ring, damn it! You've been quiet throughout this whole goddamn broadcast, and you got more to tell than anybody else. So spill it, Red. Uh, well, this past Saturday at uh, in Johnson City, uh, New York, was Excite Wrestling World War X. Fantastic show, by the way, which you can watch on Twitch. Yes, uh, the replay of the whole event is available on Twitch TV, uh, Excite Wrestling, um, where you will see that my mini feud with Father Derek is far from over. Uh, you'll get to hear the crowd chanting, Foxy's going to kill you. Nice. Um and a whole bunch of other things uh, within the main event where apparently, like I said, I bled. And I had no idea that I bled. And well, only one is. other guy in the match did. So that was interesting. Uh, well, it is that time of the month. Uh, where exactly were you bleeding? Uh, from my knees. Oh, okay. 
she 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 jumped on a on a. I, I jumped on top of a cage that uh, uh something happened onto, and okay. I had no idea that I was bleeding until well after the match when I was outside having a cigarette and two cords Scorpio went, you know you're bleeding right? I'm like, oh shit, cool. Well, but, um, I I mean she had I mean literally, and again I. As a husband, I'm proud. As a best friend, I'm ecstatic. From a, a, a retired worker's standpoint, I gave her like every dynamic possible. Mm -hmm. um, I gave her the respect worker handshake when she got home, and, and bowed my head to her as, as like as, as, a, as a as a retired veteran because like well, you fucking better. Did a, <laughs> no, like this was definitely like her coming yeah. out. Yeah. Like it was just amazing, and again, I don't want to spoil. I really invite you to watch the show in general, the, uh, top to bottom. I mean, literally top to bottom. This was an amazing card. Uh, if you're into indie wrestling or whatever, this is amazing. Two Cold Scorpio, um, Crowbar, Danny Doring, um, Fandango, like, but and then their own talent that they had was an amazing card. It wasn't a bad match. It was not a bad match on this card. It was really good. Yeah. But those guys can't have a bad match. Her, her Crowbar Pro doesn't have bad matches either. Her her opening segment that she did with the other one, and if those short was great, and then the whole lead up their match and everything was fantastic. Uh, to hear the crowd reaction for her was just incredible. Like you would if if Hulk Hogan was a female. Sorry, Sean Carr. Sorry, Sean Carr. But if Hulk Hogan was a female. Thy name was Foxy Foxy that night. Wow. It was weird. What was weird? It, that's never happened. It's never happened to her before. Like, can I reaction? Can I can I just say selfishly, uh, as someone who's like, I know Foxy Foxy. Um where we started talking when I started having you back on show different shows before Nerd Herders came back. And how we were talking about wrestling and how you were just writing your book and it and it was like a retrospective kind of deal. Uh and cut to a year and a half later, almost two years later. Uh and not only is the book not finished literally and figuratively. Because that is so much more to to see not only you doing what you were meant to, but to get the reactions you're getting. Uh, if you're not on board the Cade Foxy train, uh, shame the fuck on you as a wrestling fan. That's all I'm going to say. Put it this way. Um, it, do, it, does, the, the, uh, it makes me very happy is what I'm trying to say. I'm she delighted. had um, Speedy Fest, which unfortunately, um, is that a, they didn't put that on Twitch yet. No, right? it's not on Twitch, but the matches are on Cade's YouTube channel. You but, um, sons of bitches! I'm sorry. But the matches are on Cade's with but she had the six per uh, the six man tag Matt, with, alongside Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer said to her and Cade, and I quote, "You guys are TV ready." Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Would you be okay with being on TV, Fox? Oh, I. Yeah. You don't care. Okay. Love the attitude. Um. It's it's not a goal. I'm just. You know. Yeah, I know it's not a goal, but if it happens, you're okay with it, though. Sure. Love spunk. Got to keep that keep that energy up. But uh, seriously, again, you know, 
one again, Excite Wrestling. Watch their latest show. It was fantastic. If you're an indie fan, really good show. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of good, lot of good uh, talent and stuff like that. But again, just to see what she did that night, the work, the response, everything. This was, this was dubbed not even just by me. This was truly like she's had a slow burn upwards since debuting, mm-hmm. but like this was seriously Foxy Foxy's coming out this past show it was incredible like the amount of messages she got and comments and all like she's it's kind of still getting them and still like this is going on this is a thing yeah. like this is a thing <laughs> but like every tool she had came to the forefront that night and it was just amazing i'm very proud of you thank you welcome <laughs> so um, DDT DDT uh, So your next outing is when? All of September uh, uh, Not kidding Every weekend in September Okay so we got September 10th For Tough and Talented Wrestling in Connecticut okay. uh, We're facing Full Dread, Dan the Man, and Slick Wagner Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 17th for Excite Wrestling again up in Johnson City, New York. Uh, Friday, September 23rd here in Teaneck, New Jersey for the return of Ace Wrestling, which I used to work for back when in it was the day. A, when it was a different name and a different name. Yeah. Uh, and then Saturday, September 24th, I can't say because it's a secret but it's in an island and it's long oahu you're resting in oahu it's about time yeah sure, yeah I, I i can't divulge polynesian pacific bro. yes the big island i get you you know i i, I understand so what yeah. uh, i hope you have your passport i'm very happy for you so when we do this show again a month from now at the end of the month you're going to have a lot of stories to tell. Probably. Well, we look forward to it. You know, we. I, I mean, I mean, the one thing people can't ever say about me is that I'm all fucking ego about it. I'm still like, okay, sure, just. Stay. You know, I would. I want you to come on the uh, HIAC next time and and just be like completely ego. Oh man, it was fucking Told you, great. Fuck, yes. fuck you, everybody else. I was fucking amazing. I. Yes, I'd love that too. Yes, I, I would appreciate that just once, just once. As James Ingram said, "I don't ask, I don't ask for much." You ask for way too much, Dan. Oh uh, yeah, right. whatever. Secret show, an island. Is it Mortal Kombat? That's what Jim Spector just said. <laughs> totally. <laughs> You're not allowed to talk about Mortal Kombat. First rule. Yeah. Oh wait, is that the first rule? Oh, uh, first rule is to finish him. Finish him. Friendship, friendship. <laughs> well, I I think we've exhausted all of our topics, and I, I'm exhausted. I, I underlined the word exhausted. I said that for a reason, uh, <laughs> because the amount of energy we've expended, and the amount of energy that we expended leading up to this show, folks. Uh, UCS is talking heads that provides you with nerd, uh, hurting stuff and geek pop pop culture stuff 
but we're people with lives, rich, busy lives, filled with school and children and puppies and cats and oh my. So we're gonna take our leave of you now so we can go back to the lives that we spend giving you the entertainment that you so richly deserve. So as we come to an end of this final Nerd Herders in the year of our Lord, uh, August 31st, 2022 my parents wedding anniversary by the way oh i will say thank you once again for joining us and to foxy and to damien and to dan calachico who runs this whole thing behind the man behind the curtain you are my collective nerd herders and you are our nerd herder yeah <laughs> i don't give a rat's at no <laughs> you're my nerd herders uh, good night, everyone. Bye. Keep, keep, keep it on the paper. <laughs> <laughs>